And welcome to Reya Mahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I am so happy you are joining me today on JRoot Radio, which could be found on jrootradio.com, the JRoot Radio hotline, the JRoot Radio app. There are so many ways to listen to this, and I know, I really do know, that a lot of you are listening to it through the app, through the phone, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, we have listeners from literally all over the world. Here's what we try to do. We try to learn and to develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection that you have with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. This is a live show. Yes, we are here on Thursday, the 24th of December, do you know that it's sunny outside and possibly 60 or 70 degrees? Is this December? Are we in winter? This is quite confusing. Yes, quite confusing. Today's class is a very exciting class. I'm going to focus on one theme, on one issue. And like I always say, I really feel it is no gaya. It has shayachut with every single one of my listeners. And um, I want to start today's class with the following question that I got. And I mentioned this previously on the air. I had recently a workshop. There was a really amazing couple. And I'm not going to name them because I don't want to embarrass them. Really amazing couple in Borough Park who decided they wanted me to do a marriage workshop, which is something that I've done in the past um, I just don't have time for it. But they were like, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. We're going to bring the people. And Baruch Hashem, they brought the people. And we had an amazing, I think it was a four or five class workshop. It was really great. Baruch Hashem. Now, things like this. Somebody came over to me in the workshop and asked me the following question. He said to me, Rabbi Greenfield, I know you, you keep on talking about spending time with your wife, how important it is to spend time with your wife. And I'd love to spend time with my wife. But honestly, I don't have time. I don't have time. I am so busy. I, I, I am telling you, I'm a community person. I'm a, I have to do my parnasa. I have so many things to take care of. Where do I find time? I know it sounds, some of you listening is like, are going to this guy's serious? Yeah, he is serious. And even if you may not be able to relate to this, I think you could sort of relate to the fact that we're all so busy. It's amazing you actually listen to the show right now. Some of you are doing this in the car. Some of you are listening to me in your kitchen. Some of you are listening to me while you're doing something else. You're multitasking. But I don't even know if you would have time to listen to me right now. We are so, so busy. So that's number one. I want to I address this question because it's, it's a fabulous question. Now, another question. You know, those of you who listen to my show, you know I say hats so many times. And when I say hats, I'm not talking about a hat, a baseball cap, or a hat that you buy in uh, Cheryl Hats on Avenue J, something like that. What I'm talking about is hungry, angry, tired, or stressed when you see your spouse is wearing his or her hats. Watch out. That's like a fire alarm. Stay away because you're not going to win. Any negotiation, any fighting, you're not going to win. You're not going to win because they have their hats on. So I've had some people come to me and say to me, Rebecca Greenfield, I hear you talk about hats a lot and I appreciate it and everything, but I feel like I'm wearing my hats sometimes all the time. I feel like I never get sleep. I never get sleep. I just don't get sleep. Or I feel like I, 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 I'm always stressed. I'm constantly stressed. What am I supposed to do? I, Okay, hats. My husband's wearing his hats. Sometimes I feel like my husband is always wearing his hats. Or I'm wearing all my hats all the time. What do I do? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this class is, I can't tell you, it's, it's, it's something that I'm actually doing, I would say, together with you. The reason I say this is because I myself personally am trying to plug into a lot of skills and tools that I'm going to talk to you about today. Today's class is going to be about none other, and I can't tell you how important this is. Some of you are going to hear these two words. You're going to go, uh, okay. no, 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 not for me. I, I, I know, I know, I've been thinking about this, but it's really not for me. Don't, 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 don't touch this topic. Okay, I am going to touch the topic. The topic I'm talking about today is time management. Time management, as scary as it sounds, organization, structure, planning, Rabbi Greenfield, I'm not a planned person. I, I'd love to be planned. I'm like the biggest non-planned. That's my biggest avoda. Or I am planned. My husband's not planned. Or I am planned. My wife, she's never planned. She makes me crazy with nothing. Nothing is misunderstood. Everything is a balagan. I hear this. I hear this from men. I hear it from women. 
I generally hear from women more than men, but it works both ways. It definitely works both ways. Question is, how do we conquer this? How do we tie this down? Time, time, time. What do we do about time? I want you to hear this most amazing, amazing Marshall story. Call it what you want. But I just, I just literally saw this recently. Somebody, I think, emailed it to me or something. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Marshall. Listen to this, and I think this sort of encapsulates the whole class right now. Listen to this. Amazing, amazing story. A teacher comes into a room with his students. All his students are in a room, and he's a teacher. Let's call him a science teacher. He comes inside with a glass pickle jar, a really big, big, wide, let's make it a five-gallon glass pickle jar. There's no pickles in it. It's empty, but five-gallon glass glass pickle jar. And he says to the students, today's project, what we're going to do is we are going to fill up this glass pickle jar. He opens up a bag, and he takes out a bunch of golf balls. Takes the golf balls, and he puts them in one by one into the pickle jar until there's no more room for any more golf balls. So he says to the students, he says to them, okay, everybody, is it full yet? And one says, no, no, try to put another one. Press to put another one. Okay, he's barely able to get another one or two. Is it full yet? Try another one. They try it, and then it just rolls down. Okay, students, is it full? Students all look at him, and they say to him, yes, teacher, it's full. He says, oh, really? Very interesting. He pulls out another bag, and out of this other bag comes out, what does he have in his hand? Pebbles. He reaches into the bag, and he pulls out a whole bunch of pebbles, and he starts putting it into the jar. And he goes, students, look, you just told me it's full. Guess what? It's really not full. All these pebbles are going into the jar. The golf balls are there, but the pebbles are starting to somehow find themselves into the crevices, into the little holes. And he's putting in pebbles and pebbles and pebbles until, guess what? There's no more pebbles able to be put in. So he says to them, students, is there any more room? So one kid's like, can you try putting a couple of more pebbles? He tries a couple more, a couple more, until there's just really no room. The pebbles are like overflowing. So he says to his students, students, is it full yet? Is the glass jar full? And his students say, yes, teacher, it's full. And they're thinking like, what does he have? What type of trick does he have? Well, guess what? He opens up another bag. In this other bag, he has what? A pile of sand. He takes the sand and he starts pouring the sand into this pickle jar. And guess what? It starts filling the leftover crevices. There's still room between the golf balls and the the pebbles, there's still room for sand. And he's pouring in the sand and pouring in the sand and more sand and more sand. The kids are like, wow, this is not normal. How did the teacher do this? Like, I thought it was full. The younger kids, right? So he fills it up to the top. Is it full yet, students? They say, no, teacher, try to put in more. He tries to put in more until it overflows. Is it full yet? And everybody looks at him and says to him, yes, teacher, the glass jar is full. He says, really, students, it's really, that's for sure. What else could you put in? You got in the golf balls. You got in the pebbles. You got in the sand. What else could you put into this glass jar? He opens up his other bag, and in his other bag, what does he have? He has a bottle of chocolate milk. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, chocolate milk. And he starts pouring the chocolate milk into the glass, and guess what? There's actually room for it, and it moistens the sand, and he's pouring in the chocolate milk until the top, and then he says to the students, guess what? Now it is full. Ladies and gentlemen, I love this story. Let me tell you I love this story. Because let me tell you what this glass jar is. You know what this five-gallon pickle glass jar really is? That's the time that you have in one week. You know, right now, I'm looking at the clock. Here in the studio, we have a clock. I'm looking. Here it says 11, 16, and 12 seconds. And I know that I only have approximately 43 minutes and 42 seconds left for the show. And I know I'm timed. I know that's the only time that I have. And I, whatever we could fit into this time will fit in. Well, guess what? In your week, the whole week, you know how many hours you have total this week? Let me tell you how many total hours you have this week. You have a total of 168 hours. Not a minute more and, a, and not a minute less. You have 168 hours. 24 times 7 is 160 hours. That is is your glass jar. And I'm hopeless you're listening to me. That's all the time you have. Nothing more, nothing less. That is what you have. The question here is, what are you going to fill your glass jar with? Are you going to fill it up with golf balls? Or are you going to fill it up with sand? 
Are you going to fill it up with pebbles? Or are you going to fill it up with chocolate milk? You see, what are the golf balls? The golf balls are the important things in your life. You know what's important in your life? Are you starting to think what's really important in your life? Well, let's talk about it together. What's important for us? Well, we're all right. We're all Torah-abiding Jews. What's important or should be important to us is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. What are those golf balls? I would say the number one is the most important thing is our relationship with Hashem. That's the most important, that's Hashem. And we connect to Hashem through different ways, but our relationship with Hashem, our being Adam Lamakom. For men, learning Torah. For women, it can mean davening. It can mean connecting to Hashem in other ways. It can mean connecting to Hashem through your family. What other golf balls do we have in our lives? Our relationships with our families, ladies and gentlemen. Men who are listening to this, your relationship with your wife, that should be a golf ball, not a pebble. Your relationship with your children, your relationship with your extended family, these are important golf balls. These are all very important, and I would put them on the golf ball list. You might want to put them on the pebbles, but I think, if you think about it, you realize that at the end of the day, what's really important is our family. That's it. That's it. You make money, you lose money. You, uh, you catch a cold, you get better. The house is clean, the house is not clean. You have a steak, you have a chicken. But at the end of the day, what's most important is the family. And the reason it's so important because that allows us to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu through the trials and tribulations, through our connection with our wife, with our husband, and the Nisyonos, and, the, and, and everything that we have when we achieve shalom, we achieve peace, that's like, that's like very, very, very important. Now, some of you are listening to this and saying, Robert Greenfield, one second, stop, stop, stop. You started talking about relationship with Hashem, now you're talking about Shalom Bayis. Does that really fit in there? I mean, can I really compare? I mean, Benadam Lamakom, is, is that really what the Torah, like, would the Torah put that as a golf ball, as something so important? Listen to this Rambam. It's not my words. Listen to this Rambam. You know, we just had Hanukkah a couple of weeks ago. Everybody remembers Hanukkah, right? It just happened. And what does it say? Listen, in Hilchis Hanukkah, this is in the Rambam talking, Zmanim, Hilchis Hanukkah. Listen to this. I think this is the most fascinating, telling, uh, um, eye-opening, one of the most eye-opening Rambams out there. Listen to this. Haya lefanav ner beisov ner Hanukkah. Let's say it's Hanukkah time and you don't have money. You really don't have money. And only thing you can afford is either light for your... Remember, in those days, they didn't have electric lights. It was either candles or you can't see. So you have either a candle for your house or, or a candle for Hanukkah. Or you have, or you have another... Or you have another, you're faced with another set of choices. Either you can choose a candle for your house, or ner beso, or kiddush ayom, or kiddush on Shabbos, right? Ner, what's what, what comes first? What comes first? More important, kiddush, Hanukkah. What's more important? Zok the Rambam, ner beso kodem. That the the light of your house, the candle for your house, is much more important. Why? Mishum shalom beso because of shalom bayis. Peace in the home. Why? Shehare Hashem, because Hashem nimchak lasos shalom ben ishli Excuse me. Shehare Hashem, because the name of Hashem is erased in order to create peace between a husband and wife. We know when it comes to this, the halachas of Sota, that what? Hashem erases his own name for shalom bias. Now this is okay. Yeah, Rabbi Greenfield, I heard this before. I know how important it is. No, no. Listen to the end of the Ramah because I think this is the most eye-opening piece. Listen to what he says. God Allah Shalom. Shalom peace is, is, is so, so great and so important. Shikol HaTorah Nitna The whole Torah was given Lasos Shalom Olam to do or to create peace in the world. You hear this? And I say this again. It's very important. What does it say? It says that what? The whole Torah, I'm reading the Rambam, it's unbelievable. This is not like, you know, Rabbi Greenfield who thought of something, maybe heard something. Listen to this. The Rambam, Shekol HaTorah, the whole Torah, Nitna was given, Lasos Shalom, to make peace, to do peace. Shenemar, as it says, Darcheya Darkei Noam, its ways is pleasant. Shalom, And it's all with Shalom. Do you hear this Rambam? This is not, you know, this is Rambam. At the end of Hilchas Hanukkah, this is like the, you can't miss his Ramah, but those men who, who learn Ramah, you could look at Zmanim, like, take a look at Hilchas Hanukkah, the last one, there's a reason it's at the end, to bring out a point. 
Shalom is not just a nice thing. Oh, it's a nice and a nice. Yeah, I was fighting with my wife today, or I wasn't. Whatever, she'll get over it, or he'll get over it. So what? She's mad at me. So what? He's mad at me. Like, are you for real? Like, are you for real? This is Torah. Torah Shalom. It's interconnected. One thing has to do with the other. Are you making it a pebble, a sand, or a golf ball in your jar? Right? What do I mean by golf ball? For those of you who haven't listened to me, for the, this came on, onto, onto the show. Golf ball means you have a big glass jar. You have the important things. You have the not-so-important things. And you're trying to fit everything you can. You have 168 hours in your week. Not a, not a second more. 168 hours in your week. How much of that time are you spending for Shalom Bais? How much of the time are you spending for Shalom Bais? Some of you are answering a lot. I'm trying. My husband doesn't. My, my wife doesn't. But that's important. I think that should, be, that should be one of your golf balls. Okay. What are the pebbles? What are the pebbles out there? The pebbles in the jar. The pebbles are in the jar are things that sometimes we think are so important. So important. I have to spend all day and all night with it. For men, Parnassa. It's a biggie. Parnassa. I have to make money. I make the bills. I have a health insurance bill. I have a Con Edison bill. I have, a, I have this bill, that bill. I have to pay my payments on my mortgage on my rent on my this and my that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, you don't know what you're going to do. We don't know what we're going to do. Guess what? How long are you married? How long are you married? I'm asking you a question. How long are you married? Five years? Six years? Ten years? Where are you? Are you on the street? Are you homeless? Hashem's been taking care of you. You think Hashem's not going to take care of you anymore? All you have to do is establish. That's it. When it comes to Parnassah, you are not making the money. You're not, you're not pouring the money in. You're not. Speak to whoever you want. And Baruch Hashem, I speak to a lot of people, and I can tell you, very wealthy people, they all tell me the same thing, right? What's mazel? Mazel is makom, zman, and lashon. You have to be right, right place, right time, right speech, but it's all Hashem. Hashem is the one who decides how much money you will make. You can try as hard as you want, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to the men especially right now because you do not stop. I understand you don't stop. I know how hard it is. I know, I know, I know, I know. I see people, work with people. I know, of course, of course it's hard. For no one it's easy. But that's not 24-7. It's not all you can do. I once had someone told me, Amir Abba Greenfield, I want to tell you, Parnassa, um, I know it's a shtalis, but you know what? I just feel like the more time I put in, the more time I put in, the more it's going to yield results. I just, tells me, Bechush, I feel that. I feel Bechush. The more time I put in, the more results I have. You know what? I said to him, that's true up to a point. It's true maybe, how many hours do you want to put a day into Parnassah? Eight hours? Nine hours? Ten hours? Like, don't go crazy. Hashem doesn't want you to go crazy. Right? Of course he doesn't want to go crazy. And, and, and he saw later on, he was able to realize that, you know what, actually, you're right. You're right. You really are right. There's a certain point where you have to stop. It's over. That's it. Enough working on Parnassah. Now focus on your family. Now focus on your wife. Now focus on your children. Enough with the Parnassah. It's not a golf ball. It's a pebble. But it's not a golf ball. For those of you who were listening to my muscle before, worrying about the car, worrying about the home, ladies, you could be worried and you probably are worried about so many things. And I'm not saying they're not important. Cleaning your home, preparing dinner. Some of you are working. Some of you are preparing for Shabbos right now. It takes a lot of time. I'm not saying it's not important. Pesach cleaning. Oh boy, Pesach cleaning. Are some of you thinking about Pesach cleaning already? Hanukkah is over. Guess what? We have an extra month this year. But all these things, these are not golf balls. These are pebbles, okay? Next, we have the sand. Sand that goes into the big jar, that's like the relaxation time, the, the, the distraction time, the downtime, the schmoozing time, right? Some of us are so busy with that, we're not really focusing on the important things. But I'm not coming to say that we're not supposed to have relaxation time. Not only is it, is it a nice thing, it's important to fit in a relaxation time into your day. Ladies who are listening to this right now, what are you busy with? Preparing for Shabbos? You're shopping for Shabbos? You're doing, oh, maybe some of you are listening to this on Monday night, right? You're busy, 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 right? Guess what? You better put relaxation time in your schedule. I'm very serious. Don't do it for yourself. Don't do it for yourself. I have a problem with many, many couples. Tell me that. You know, so busy. I don't have time. We know what? Put in relaxation time. Schedule it in. Schedule it in. Both for men and for women, it's important. But not all day. Sometimes we have people who do it all day, right? It is sand. It's sand, but it's important. Chocolate milk. That I want. That I am going to talk to you towards the end of the show. What the chocolate milk is. What the chocolate milk should be. Today we are talking about something called time management. I am telling you right now. 
I know those two words scare some of you. And you hear it and you're thinking to yourself, oh boy, I, I, it's very hard. It's very hard. I tried and I made myself schedules, but it didn't work. We are going to structure it. I'm working together with you today, Mr. Hashem, because I'm working on this myself. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, my life's been very busy lately. And I'm thinking, you know what? Let's just manage our time. What we can do, what we could do. I did some research myself to find out what we can do. The first thing that you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is you have to picture yourself 10 years from now. Okay? 10 years from now. So this is 2015. Let's do 2025. That what? Shaila is, what do you want to have accomplished? In 10 years from now, what do you want to, what do you want to have, have accomplished? What are your goals? That's the most important thing. What are your goals? Because if you don't know your goals for 10 years or even 5 years from now, if you don't know your goals, you're not going to get anywhere. So those men who are listening to me and thinking to themselves, oh, you know what? I really wanted to do that. I wanted to finish Shas. Well, okay, you wanted to, but you never got to do it, right? Or the ladies are thinking to themselves, you know what I wanted? I wanted to really spend some quality time with my children. I wanted to, you know, I dive in chakras every day. I wanted to dive in mincho also. I wanted to, whatever you wanted to do, right? To connect to Kaddish Bochur in a certain way. Well, if you don't have a goal, you're not going to reach the goal because you need the goal. That's number one. There is no such a thing as spare time. I, I have to say this again. I think a spare, you shouldn't have a spare time. It's spare time. If you're going to say, I will do it, you have time. If you plan it, you're going to have time. Don't think to yourself, oh, when I have some spare time, I'm going to try to work on a shidduch for her. When I have some spare time, I'm going to try to clean that room. When I'm going to have some spare time, I'm going to try to do Mishnah Brura every day. I mean, yes, there is no spare time. You know, it's funny. I'll never forget this. When I was in high school, I, I, you know, when you're a kid, you find there is a lot of spare time, right? There's so much time. You do this, that. When you become an adult, you're just it's so busy. You're so busy. I'll never forget as a child. I was a child. I was a teenager, and I met someone on the street. I was walking. And we were schmoozing. And so, so, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember. He was saying to me, how's life? He's like, I'm like, Baruch Hashem, everything is good. And I'm like, you have time? Yeah, I have time. And I had time. He says, you're going to see, when you're going to get older, you're going to be laughing at yourself because you're not going to have time. And it's so true. Who cannot relate to this? Anybody's listening to this right now? Do you have time? Like, Do you have time to just to like relax or whatever it is? Who has time? Maybe on Shabbos. But Shabbos was so tired, right? So try to learn, go to sleep. Who has time? What's the thing of spare time? Get it out of your lexicon. We only have 160 hours a week. That's it. You need to decide what you want to do in those 168 hours. We want to see the bi- what's the big picture. What are those golf balls? I want to tell you, by mapping out a schedule for each of you, we're going to talk about how to do it in a couple of seconds, and even if you're not going to do what I'm talking about today, at least you're going to start getting the feel for it. It's an, the awareness of it. You're going to start... Just sort of started planning something. La'at, la'at, la'at. You're going to see your life is going to change. Why do I say this? You're going to be able to really enjoy each moment. Don't you find yourself stressed? You're listening to this right, right? right? Don't you find yourself, aren't you stressed about something? I'm sure you're stressed about something, right? And don't, isn't it true that many times you're doing something and you're thinking I should really be doing something else. What about this? What about that? I'm wasting my time. I know this is important, but maybe I'm spending too much time. If you schedule yourself, you can relax and really enjoy each moment because you know that every activity has a time and place in your schedule, right? So you're not going to, ladies, you're not going to run to make supper. You're not going to think, oh, I should really spend time with the kids, but I have to call my mother and my sister has an issue and now it's bed and bath time, but I don't really have time for it. And the phone's ringing and I, I have to answer that call and I feel overwhelmed. I, I, I'd love to have a schedule. I don't have a schedule. I'd love to relax with my kids, but I don't have time for it. We have to make a cheshbena nefesh and cheshbena guf. This is not something that it's a nicety, nice to do, oh, it's such a good thing. It's an avoda. It's a task. It's a challenge. It's what Hashem wants from us, from every single one of us, to utilize our time correctly. You know, some of you, chas v'shalom, I say chas v'shalom because, you know, we shouldn't have to experience, sometimes we, we experience someone who's older in our family and we have to make decisions like life. It's just about life, you know. And the doctor says, you know, okay, your, your grandmother, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, your grandfather, the has, you know, we can put, put them on a respirator or we can, we can do something else to them. We could give them a couple of extra weeks because they're really not doing well and, you know, it's, it's, it's at the end of their life. But we could give them a couple of extra weeks. And at that point, we're like thinking, wow, extra couple of weeks, wow, extra couple of weeks. 
that's amazing. Extra couple of weeks in Olam Hazah in this world, how much a person could accomplish, even if they can't do anything, the fact that they're alive and they're there, don't waste time. Ladies and gentlemen, don't, I'm talking to myself because I know how hard it is. Because sometimes you just get involved in something and you, you really are, you're helping someone, you're doing something, but you could be doing something more important. So how do I know? How do I know? Okay, I'm on the phone. Someone's asking me a question. I'm trying to help them. But the truth is that somebody else is waiting for me. and I have to. So what's more important? Do I take care of this? Do I take care of that? If you schedule yourself, then you can feel relaxed. And you know, this is the time I'm on the phone helping with someone's shidduch. This is the time that um, for the men. This is the time I learned with a chavrusa. I have a mechaev. I know every day I learn with chavrusa. Whether I like it or not, I stop and I learn with chavrusa. That's it. You do that, you're going to see. You're going you're gonna to enjoy everything much better. You're not going to feel so stressed. Time is like a container. It's not endless. It's so important to prioritize. So important to prioritize. You want the golf balls. You don't want the sand. That's what's so important. Time mapping, we're going to be talking about in a second. It's not foolproof. I'm not, I'm not telling you it's foolproof. But it's very important to map out your time. If you're not going to map out every second of your day, at least chunks of your day, chunks of your day, otherwise you're not going to get to do the things that you want to do. And you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get backlash from your wife, from your kids, from your community because you're just not investing the time where you have to invest. So you have to think what are the priorities. A lot of the stuff that I'm gonna be talking to you about today is going to be from a book, an excellent book called Time Management from the Inside Outside. It's I believe it's written by Julie Morgenstern. I think that's yeah, Morgenstern, Jay Morgenstern. She writes a great, 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 great book um, on, on time management. And um, a lot of her principles are very, very, very effective. Now, no, she tells us that nothing is, full, nothing is foolproof. Nothing is foolproof. But first, we always have to start, and we have to realize that we have to have our goals. And I would say the first thing that you have to do, the first thing that you have to do, and by the way, you could do this for, with yourself, for yourself, but I strongly recommend that you get your spouse involved. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> of course you want to map out your week. Of course you want to have a schedule. But I'm telling you, if you're doing it without your spouse, there's going to be clashes. That's why I suggest you find, if this is important for you, what I'm talking about now, you don't want to overwhelm your spouse. And if your spouse is not interested, please do not pressure him. Do not pressure her. Wait, maybe wait another week or another week. You're going to find time where your spouse is relaxed. You could talk to him about it. Say, I know how everything is crazy. I'm making, or you know what, ladies? I know that, that sometimes the ladies have more problems with this with their husbands as opposed to the husbands. I, I, I don't think that many husbands who are going to come to their wives are going to say, you know, I want to talk about time management for myself, that they're going to neglect that. But uh, the other way around, I could, see, I could see it being a problem. But then I'm like, oh, please leave me alone. You know, I have time with time. I, I have so many things to do. I, I don't know what I'm doing in the next five seconds. What do you want for my life? Time management. Tell your husband. I know what hard is for you. If you could do, if we could sit down together, we don't have to keep to this. We don't have to. Keep, we really don't have to keep to this. We could just try it out. We can try it out together and see if it works, and let him be involved. If he's pulling away and withdrawing, do not pursue him. But here's the way we do it. Number one, you're writing down your goals. You're writing down your goals. Write down your goals. I would say, you know, you can have long-term goals and short-term goals. Different goals, right? Where do you want to see yourself in a year from now? Where do you want to see yourself in five years from now? Where do you want to see yourself in 10 years from now? Different goals. What are your goals? What are your goals? What are your goals? And what you want to do is you want to write what you need to do in order to get there. And I'm going to give you some examples right now, okay? Let's start with yourself because, you know, there's a big, there's a, people don't understand this. It's a very big mitzvah and chiyuv for you to take care of your body. It is. It's, it's not like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's, yeah, I know, you know, Shabbos calories don't count. And I, I want to exercise. One day I'll get around to it. And taking walks is important. No, there's a chiyuv to take care of yourself, right? So if you don't take care of yourself, everyone's going to suffer. Everyone, everyone. And the reason I say this is because if you don't get sleep, for example, right? If you don't get sleep, it's not going to work. So you, let's say your goal is to take care of your, of your health, right? So what are the activities that you have to do in order to achieve it? You know, it sounds so simple what I'm talking about, but if we don't actually put it on paper, it's not going to work. So what's the goal? The goal is working on my health? Okay, fine. So you know what I need? I need to get more sleep. 
I'd love to exercise three, uh, a couple of times a week. Um, I'd love to take walks. Maybe, you know, maybe a vacation now will help just clear things out. Okay, okay, fine. So that's the activities. So again, the goal is to what? Take care of yourself. What the big picture goal is to maximize your health, right? So, and how do you, what's the activity? How do you get there? You want to get more sleep. You want to do exercise. You want to do other, you want to eat healthy. Okay, so fine. Let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. How are we going to do it? Oh, here's another goal for you. Another goal, right? Family. Let's say family. What do you, what about your family? Let's say you have children, right? And you, you want, you want to make sure your children grow up to be Talmudic Chachamim, they're well-disciplined, they're well-adjusted, they're emotionally healthy. That's what I want for my children. I want to know that they're emotionally healthy. I want to know that they're connected to Torah. I want to know they have good middos. How do I get there? How do I get there? Well, guess what? If you're not going to spend time with your child, quality time with your child, it's not going to happen. So the specific activities here is one-on-one -on -one time with them, helping them with their homework, family outings. You write this down. Talk about right? What do you want to do? I want to connect to Kadesh Baruch more. I feel like I don't learn enough Torah. Let's say you feel I don't feel I want to learn more. You know, and ten years from now, I don't want to feel I only finished one or two Masechtas. I wanted to finish much more. Let's say, right? How do you do that? So how do you do it? That's the specific activities. Next, your relationship with your spouse. That's a that's a big one. That's a golf ball in the jar. That's not a pebble. Your relationship with the spouse. Right? I want to improve my relationship. How do I improve my relationship? Just talking about it is not going to happen. The activity that you're going to have to somehow integrate into your schedule is going to have to be daily talks with your spouse. Maybe I should, you know, let's figure it out. Okay, I want to call you several times a day, or maybe I want to text you, or maybe I want to, I definitely want to spend time with you. How, how are we going to do that? Where, where do we do that? Oh, yeah, I don't have time. Well, if you schedule it in, it's going to happen. Finances. Finances. I, you know, last year was very hard to make enough money, whatever. So you know what? Let's make a cheshman. How much money do we need? Okay, this is how much money we need. Okay, but we never make the amount of money. But let's at least, let's make an ishtadlas. Ishtadlas does not mean 24-7. Do, do you hear this, men? Are you listening to this in the car? Where are you listening to this? Ishtadlas is not 24-7. You cannot non-stop worry about making a parnasa. You have to leave it in the hands of Hashem at a certain point. You say, Atkan, finish. I worked X amount of hours. You could speak to your Rav, your Rebbe, your Posek, and they'll tell you what Ishtadlis means. It does not mean cutting into time with your wife. That's not what it means. It does not mean leaving the phone on while you're spending quality time with your wife. That's not quality time, leaving the phone on. It's not quality time. So that's, that's, that's the first thing. The first thing is you want to set your goals and you want to write the activities to reach that goal. Yeah? Setting the goals and then writing the activities to reach that goal. That's number one. Number two. Number two. The next thing that's important is w thinking about who you are as far as energy. When is your energy? Are you high in energy in the morning? Are you high in energy at night? maybe in the middle of the day, because you don't want to schedule yourself for something that you're really not going to have energy for. And don't fool yourself to think, oh, if I go to sleep on time, whatever. You know what? The schedule you're going to make, I'm telling you, I could say it's going to be effective maybe 75% if you're lucky. If you're lucky. It takes a while for a schedule to kick in. It really does take a while. And you know what the biggest problem is? After listening to this show, you're going to be like, okay, I want to schedule my life. You're right, Rabbi Greenfield. We have so many things. I have so many things I want to do, and I just don't, I don't schedule. I want to make a tighter schedule. You're going to try. You're going to work on it, and you're going to succeed somewhat, but you're going to fail. And if you don't realize you're going to fail, that's when disaster comes, meaning you have to know. We fail. We fail. We try, and we fail. And you know why we fail? Let me tell you why we fail. Because of something called Bechira. This Yetzir Taiv and Yetzir Hara. That's what it is. You're going to try to make a schedule to daven and to learn and to, and to, you know, to spend time with your wife. Yes, yeah, spending time with your wife, one of the biggest mitzvahs out there, right? Spending time with your wife, and it's not going to happen. You know why it's not going to happen? Because someone's going to call you or your mother, or you're going to need to go to an emergency meeting, or something broke down, something happened. You're going to see every possibility to take you away from spending time with your wife is going to come up. It's not a mistake. You know what happened in the past is going to happen in the future. 
So you have to know when is your most energy time. Know yourself. Don't schedule your thing things when you can't do it. So you have to schedule your according to your own energy. That's that. That's very, very important. Next, you want to know like this. You know what you want to know, ladies and gentlemen? You want to know something called preferences. What are your preferences? Meaning, what type of person are you? What type of personality do you have? Do you like multitasking or do you like focusing on one thing at a time? You know, some people enjoy multitasking. They enjoy, they, they really enjoy multitasking. You know, they just I have someone in my family that they, they like doing many things. They'll eat breakfast while they are learning Chafetz Chaim and while they're doing something that's getting a lot accomplished. Other people know, I, I can't, I can't do five billion, million things at a time. So you have to know what your preferences are. Do you like a fast and busy schedule? Is that what you like? Or do you like a slow and easy schedule? Um, do you like tight deadlines? Some people work best with tight deadlines. You know, some people who are listening to this, especially men, you know that you, stu you study for the regions like two weeks before and you got a 90. Why? Because that's the way you work best with tight deadlines. Some people don't work like that. Some people need long lead times. Some people like stewing on things, while some people are more impul impulsive. Some people like working independently. Some people like working collaboratively. Some people like exercising alone. Some people like ex exercising with others. You have to figure out what your personal preferences are. Once you figure that out, then you can map and schedule yourself much more efficiently. Next, another very important thing that you have to realize, and this, uh, this what I'm about to say now, I hope you're listening now, because this is very, very important. If you're thinking about your, your day, your life, your time, your goals, I want you to know that many things that you think, oh, I could do it in, in 10 seconds, they actually take 10 minutes. 10 minutes of your 168-hour week is, is a lot, is a lot. For examples, here's a good one for you, writing a thank you note. You think, oh, write a thank you note, sure, I'll write a note, send it. You know, writing a thank you note could take you 15 minutes. Or actually, I should say to you, you might think it could take 15 minutes, and this could take a half an hour for a simple thank you note. You want to create an invitation for your bar mitzvah. Pla planning, planning, planning uh, a simchiz is so much time. Paying a bill. You think paying a bill, oh, sure, I'll just pay the bill. I'll call the number. It might not be so simple. It might take a good 10 minutes. You might have to get someone on the phone. You're making a doctor's appointment. You think it's going to take five minutes. It might take longer. You might have to be on the phone. You're making a reservation somewhere. A lot of things that you think are taking, oh, a couple of seconds. Remember, all we have is that glass jar. All we have is the 168 hours per week. Utilize it right. Ladies and gentlemen, utilize that time right. Next, you want to think to yourself, what is working in your, what's working? For example, ask yourself the following questions. No matter how busy I get, I always find time to, finish that statement. No matter how busy I get, I always find time to what? To what? To walk on the phone? To what? To grab a, 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 a nash? To what? Think about what's sort of working. My goals are well-defined when it comes to, I'm pretty clear on how long it takes me to, I never procrastinate, I, excuse me, I never procrastinate about, I'm never late for, I enjoy, uh, I don't know, I always bid, build a transition time between, if you have certain things that are working for you, no, that you can place. So you don't need chizik on it. It's important to know what's working and it's important to know what's not working. I never have time for, for what? For what? What are you thinking in your mind now? You never have time for what? Spend time with your spouse. You never have time for what? Spend time with your kids. You never have time to relax. You never have time for yourself. It's a problem. Start making time for it. I spend way too much time on... What are, you spend, what are you spending way too much time on? What? Think to, answer that question. Answer that question. What are you spending too much time on? You have to know because before you make a schedule, you have to know to answer these questions. Or, you know, one thing I, I wish I could really do every day, what I really want to do every day is, is what? See, these are important questions. Or I'm usually late for, what are you usually late for? For Shachris, for Mincha and Shabbos for your wife, for your husband. What are you late for? Are you late for work? You have to know these things. It's, it's, I would say it's mama shachiv in a certain, a certain way to schedule yourself, to schedule yourself. Next, next, what's the big picture goal? You know, we talk about goals. Say, what's, what's your 10-year goal, your five-year goal, your one-year goal, but you really have to think about in, in small goals, yeah, I want to spend more time with my kids. 
I want to spend more time with my wife. I want to exercise a little bit. I want to eat more healthy. I, I want to whatever I want to do. I want to, I want to learn Mishnah Buddha every day. But what's your long-term goal? You want to learn Mishnah Buddha every day? You want to finish Mishnah Buddha? If you want to finish Mishnah Buddha, you have to make a schedule. Right? You have to create yourself a mechayev. If you create yourself a mechayev, then, which means an obligation, then you'll just, you have no choice. You have to do it every day. Mechavrus is waiting. I'm sorry, Mechavrus is waiting. Right? After you do all this, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I suggest for you. This is, again, most is taken from Jay Morgenstern, and, and, and she writes in a very eloquent way. But the way you really want to do it is as follows. What you really want to do is you want to create yourself a, a time map. I, I know this sounds like time map or Greenfield is so hard. I don't know, time map. It's very simple. Just Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. That's it. That's it. Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi, Yom Revi, Yom Chamishi. Every day, start with waking up and just go on. You're going to see when you start writing things that you want, all the things that you spoke about before, that we spoke about before, you're going to see that there's a lot to do. Where do I fit it all in? If you fit it in your schedule, it will happen. Or I should say, it probably will happen. I know you're listening to me now, Sarah Greenfield. It's, it sounds very easy, but you know how many surprises I have? I know you have surprises, but not every second of the day. You have surprises, but not every second of the day. And you're going to see most of the things you're going to get done. Number one, write it down. As she writes, record everything you have to do in one reliable location, right? Your plan or a to-do pad. Number two, add it up. Estimate how long each task will take. Don't don't fool yourself, right? Oh yeah, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make challah, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna. How long does challah take to make? How long do you have to wake up extra early for it? Very important. Well, yeah, I want to learn one halacha day. H- how long is that gonna take to learn the halacha? How long are you gonna to want to do it with Mishnah Bura with beer halacha? How deep are you gonna do this this halacha? Next, decide what you're actually gonna do. If it's too much, don't overload yourself. Please, don't overload yourself. Some things could, you can keep on the back burner. Not spending time with your wife. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about spending time with your wife. That, that you have to do because that's something we spoke about in the Ramam. That has to do with Shalom. That's going to bring peace into your home. That's going to be good chinuch for your kids. No such a thing as you don't have time to spend with your wife. No such a thing. You schedule it in. It has to happen. It's a priority. What are your priorities? And then finally, Execute your plan. Now, it's important for me to tell, tell you this is very important as far as executing a plan. If you're going to do what I'm talking about, or even part of what I'm going to do about that, you're going to see in a week from now, you're going to go, oh, I tried it. It didn't really work. By Greenfield, that was a very nice show. I, I really appreciate it. And you're right. I, I should spend time planning myself and everything. Very good. But it didn't really work. If you're going to give up there, then you're mamish shooting yourself in the foot. Because... You have to expect that it's going to fail. I don't mean that's going to fail completely. You're going to succeed. You're definitely going to succeed, but there's, there's going to be failures. Don't just throw it away. It's not happening, this, that. If you're going to do that, you're going to see you're not going to get anywhere. You only have 168 hours in your week. Where are you going to spend it? After you do it, you're going to evaluate yourself. You're going to figure out, okay, we did it for one week. My husband and I, we planned a schedule. It was very, very nice, Rabbi Greenfield. How do we evaluate? Let me tell you how you evaluate. You ask yourself the following questions. Number one, how do you, how do you spend most, most of your hours? What departments of your life are completely still neglected? Is your schedule balanced? Are there any surprises? And this is the big one, surprises. I want to talk about surprises for a second. Okay. I think what I'm about to say, everyone here is going to be able to relate because this is called Olam Hazeh. We're constantly having surprises in our lives, constantly. Whether it's a Rebbe in the yeshiva who's calling about our son, whether it's about a, 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 someone sick, whether your mother needs something, your father needs something, your brother all of a sudden, there's a new shear, there's a new this, there's a new that. Surprises, surprises, surprises. Those surprises are my part of the surprise. I say is Misa Satan, and I'll tell you why. It's trying to throw you off balance. Do you get this? It's trying to throw you off balance. That's all it's trying to do, to throw you off balance. So, what's happening here is a second here. What's happening here is you're being surprised because all of a sudden, guess what? You have to take your kid to the doctor. 
you have, something happens with his leg, with his foot, and then he throws your whole schedule off. Your whole schedule is off. Your day is messed up. It's Erev it's Shabbos. You're supposed to prepare this, supposed to prepare that. You know, forget this whole schedule business. I'm going to go back to my life. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. No such a thing. That's Misa Sutton. You get back onto your legs and say to yourself, I don't care about the surprise. I'm still going to work on my schedule. It's not going to be perfect. These schedules are not foolproof. Don't, I don't want you to think these schedules are fool, foolproof. But don't let the surprises knock you down. Don't let the crises knock you down. Don't let all the problems knock you down and say, forget the schedule. I forget everything you feel. I'm just going to go back to my life. What do you want to be in 10 years from now? How do you want your children to be 10 years? What are your long-term goals? You're not going to get there unless you know there are going to be surprises. How do you deal with the surprises? What do you do with those surprises? So important. And then I want to say something else very, very important. She writes it here. I think it's, it's, it's really, really important. Practice saying no. Yeah, you heard what I just said? Practice how to say no. And I'm not talking about saying no to your husband or to your wife, because you never do that. I'm very serious that you never say no to your husband or your wife. You could tell them I'd love to do it or whatever, but it's another show. It's not for now. But if someone is trying to throw you off schedule, and again, it's all my sasatan, you could say to them, someone calls you, oh, you know what? I, I, I have Mazel Tov. We have a Lechayim. It's in a different town. Okay, Lechayim, I'd love to make it. I'd love to make it. I don't think I can make it. I don't think I can make the Lechayim. I'd love to do it. Thank you for thinking of me. I'd love to come, but I, I have a prior commitment. Guess what your prior commitment is? You know what it is? It could be spending quality time with your spouse. Yeah, yeah, more important. Or can you come to a shear? When you come from a minion? I'm sorry, I have priorities. It's already set. I'd love to do that. The head of the PTA office calls you says, oh, you know what? I feel you can really help with the PTA. Maybe you can make some phone calls. I'd love to make those phone calls. I'd love to help you, but I can't really schedule them in. If you could really do it, then do it. If you can't do it, then don't do it. You have your schedule. You have your set timeline, and you're just going to keep by that timeline. That's all. You're going to keep by that timeline for as much as you can. You and your husband, ladies who are listening to this, don't force this on your husbands. Please do not force this on your husbands. You find a time, preferably, I say always Maitre Shabbos is a nice time, especially now, the early Shabbosim. You find a time, Maitre Shabbos, sit with your husband, he's relaxed, have a coffee, a tea with him, some biscuits, and say to him, you know what? I was just thinking to myself, I'd love to manage my time a little better. Here's what I'm thinking. If you could work with me, it would really, really help me. I'm trying to write a timeline. If you want to join me, why don't we do this together? It would be so nice. It would be so nice if we create some sort of timeline, if we could fix sometimes. He might say no, in which case, don't, don't, you know, don't pressure him. Believe you me, you don't want to do that. You do not want to pressure your husband. Don't pressure your husband with this issue. But I will tell you is that if he says yes, sit with him, do it together with him. Create a timeline for every day. Create a timeline for every, every day. And you're going to see what's going to happen is you are going to feel so much more satisfied in your life. That's all I'm saying. You're going to feel so much more satisfied in your life because you are going to finally have peace of mind knowing that what you're doing now was planned before. Can I ask everybody a question? You're listening to my show now, right? Did you plan to listen to my show? Was it like a plan to listen to me? Or are you just in the car right now and you happen to listen to me? Okay, Baruch Hashem, you're listening. But you know what? Every part of your day should be planned. If you have it planned, then you can feel relaxed about it. You can feel good about it. So Rabbi Greenfield, it sounds great, but you know how hard it is. You know we have all these crises and people, you know, it's not life is not easy. All sorts of tsarists, finances, this and that. What do I do? What do I do? I, I just want to give up. It's, it's so hard. It, everything is so hard. Okay, so here's what I want to tell you. I, I want to tell you something interesting, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm happy you're listening to me so far till the end of the show because this is a very, very important piece here I'm about to say. Ladies and gentlemen, it's like this. I Recently, someone let me hear a song. It's a beautiful song. It's a song by Simcha Liner. It's called V'atamorum, and, and, and the high part of the song goes like this. It's L'hagid ba'boyker chazdecha. We're saying to Hashem, this is David HaMelech saying to Hashem, for us to say your praises in the morning. During the, during the day, Hashem, we are going to praise you. And our belief in you at night. And I'm listening to the song, and I'm telling somebody, oh, you heard the song? It's a really, I think it's a beautiful song. 
the person tells me, you know what? I want to tell you something. It's a beautiful song, but do you know what it really means? I'm like, yeah, I know what it means. He's like, but what does that mean? Why should you sing Hashem's praises during the day and, and His belief at night? What does that mean? And he explained me beautifully. You know what it means? Here's what it means. It means like this. It means that during the day, where everything is fine and dandy and everything, you know, Baruch Hashem, our kids are in yeshiva. If you don't have any kids, everything is set. Good job. We have this. We have that. That's when we have to thank Hashem. Hashem, thank you. Thank you. Everything is good. Thank you, Hashem, for, that I woke up in the morning. Thank you, Hashem, that I'm eating. Thank you that I'm breathing. Thank you that I'm seeing. Thank you, Hashem, for everything. I love you, Hashem. Thank you for everything. Everything is so wonderful. And then sometimes, chas v'shalom, things start becoming dark. Then we don't understand. Money, we will get money from. I don't know how to pay this bill. I don't know how to pay that bill. Chas v'shalom, we have problems with our spouses fighting and this and that. Chas v'shalom with our kids. All these tsars happen. It starts getting dark. starts getting dark. starts getting dark. At that point, we have to have emunah. Hashem, Hashem, I have emunah. What you're doing for me, I know is good. I know it's the best thing for me. I don't understand. I don't understand why you're doing this for me. But this is the best thing for me. Hashem, please help me. Say to Hashem, Hashem, please help me. I have a moon on you. I have trust in me talking on you. And you're going to see Hashem is going to open doors for all of you, for everybody. Hashem is going to open doors. Everything will start working out. We just have to have a moon. If you create a timeline and for some reason you have a crisis, something goes on and your timeline just gets messed up, don't give up. Say, Hashem, I'm having a moon on you, but I'm making my ishtas. I'm doing what's right. And as is Hashem, everything will work out. Thank you for listening. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. Thank you for listening. And that Simcha Linus song that I was talking about, here it is. At least the end of it. Thank you. Hope you enjoy.